What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel, coming to you with a Tuesday edition of Monday's Lanes. Likes, locks, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. That way, you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Uh, yeah, Monday. We got the ball going in the basket for Mr. Ivy. That's good so far. These are these are good starts to things. Dante DiVincenzo got it going a little bit there at the end of that uh, first half here. So hopefully when I wake up, well, when I get done recording with this, hopefully it's all cashed and all the things are good. But going to be sweating the games here. Uh, Toronto up nicely, too, for the lock right now here. Uh, got a lot of points to play with, too. So uh, fingers crossed there. Halliburton not playing well against Scotty Barnes, who is doing the Lord's work right now. But anyway, you know what to do, friends. Go to Bet365. Take advantage of this great offer that we have before us. I don't really have a whole heck of a lot else to add here. I'm just ready to rock. Uh, we've got Infinity Games. 11 games on Tuesday. Producer Jacob, he was very kind. He let me go over by about 20, 30 minutes because I just, I needed to put the plays in for you. I needed to put in that work, Devin. Don't give up. Another one. Another one. You know that commercial? Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. We got Dallas, we got Cleveland, and producer Jacob said I'm dressed like a J. Crew mannequin. It's ironic because this is not J. Crew, you jerk, but it's okay. It's fancier. Fancy like that. I love J. Crew, though. Come on, Sperry's for days. Dallas plus three taking on Cleveland here right off the bat. And I have a couple of plays that I'm interested to hear in this one. Let's start with this. Dallas, Luka Doncic, very good. It is really hard to make money on some of these superstars when they're on all-time heaters, especially when they add a variable like Kyrie Irving. We're starting to see it cut in a little bit here. At times, you could have Kyrie games, you could have Luka games, and it's going to fall somewhere in the middle, and you're probably just not going to be betting anything other than unders on them. And that's what the positive EV tool has really taught me over the course of the last year of utilizing, last year and a half of utilizing it over at Odd Chopper. You're going to be looking at some unders on star players on a daily basis because people like to bet over, so it just kind of is what it is. Great uh, video by Lofty as well here on the Odd Chopper channel talking about that. Again, I just want to bet things that are the best, but we do have some unders that exist in the prop market on, the, uh, on this card today. And I've talked in the past about why it is that it's difficult for me to assess here because there's injury news that can only hurt you when it comes to taking down some of these unders you can wait until closer to lock people are going to be betting the overs into positions in anyways and obviously you know if it doesn't go your direction you just pass because again a majority of things you're not betting everything in the sports book every single day we're looking for the best plays i'm here to find the best plays on a day-to-day -day basis as of right now recording and sometimes i do lean away from the under simply because you know i don't want to have somebody be like well you said he was going to suck and he was awesome and well i didn't know Four guys are going to get ruled out. And it gets just be a little bit. That's what we have the premium discord for friends. Uh, an hour before lock, I'm posting my card every single Sunday through Friday. But anyway, I'm, I promise there's a point to all of this. The point is Donovan Mitchell. What are the variables that have been added to his life here of late? Well, it's difficult when you start to see more minutes for Darius Garland, the usage is going to go down. When you start seeing more minutes for Evan Mobley, the usage will go down. Both of them being healthy and now playing more and more minutes, you have Karis LeVert off the bench, and this is still going to be Donovan Mitchell's team. I still think he's going to be pushing for like 30% usage, and this is for all intents and purposes a good spot offensively. I understand that Dallas's defensive rating is not good, a 117.3 here. They're 10th in pace, so they're way up in pace in years past here from Luka days. So Donovan Mitchell, I'm leaning towards, but I want to like one thing on the Dallas side. It's actually P.J. Washington, and I hate 
PJ Washington is like somebody that I don't think he's ever treated me well in DFS. He's somebody that will just have these random 40 point outbursts out of the middle of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. Their true shooting is sub 25th percentile over on Dungeons and Threes this season, 53.7%. But one thing that I think makes a lot of sense is that when you face Cleveland here in some of these spots and with some of the lineup constructions Dallas has had, he's going to play a boatload of minutes. I didn't know that he was going to be playing massively more than the Maxi Kleba, than the Josh Green, but that seems to be what Jason Kidd wants to do day in, day out here. So I know it was a lot of an explanation to get to this, but at nine and a half points, I have to be interested. So this was actually the first bet. I literally worked all of the games. I don't always do this. I know I write them in for producer Jacob, but I'm running a bunch of different stuff. And I just started running it down. I realized PJ Washington, 31, 31, 36 minutes in three of his past four. He's in this rotation firmly. He averaged north of 13 with charlotte he's not going to have the same usage playing alongside luca and Kyrie. but friends i don't need him to at nine and a half points i like more for him have it on the card and i think donovan mitchell over 23 and a half i know i was talking about the usage coming down but now the points prop has dipped to a place where i'm kind of interested on the comeback 234 not your everyday cleveland cavaliers total I think we want to be looking at a couple of overs here in this one undervalued early on i think i might add donovan mitchell here once we get off this program not going to add anything here. Brooklyn is playing basketball. There is a lineup note to throw out, though. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, surprising start. About 20 minutes before that game starts, Dennis Schroeder announced in the starting lineup, Ben Simmons, I tried to get some unders quick. And one thing you can always do in the NBA, it's obviously not going to show up on this video, and I know that a lot of books, they're not going to necessarily like it all the time, but you try to beat the news. You try to get something in quick, or you try to jam an under very, very fast and snipe a line or two. Again, you don't want to get yourself limited. You don't want to get in the habit of doing it all the time, especially with... Well, I can't get more than, you know, 250 down on a prop, uh, you know, uh, as it is at, like, you know, certain spots. Again, limited. You'll, you'll get limited. Liberty, Liberty. But Brooklyn, Orlando, in this spot specifically, Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup here. I think you could get Ben Simmons even sitting here unless they're just trying to limit his minutes here on the back-to-back, -back, have him available here for Tuesday. It is what it is. You want to be very cautious by just saying oh this looks like a low line on ben simmons and plus i think ben simmons is now i don't have a band list but i am one in four betting on ben and simmons this season down 2.6 units screw that guy producer jacob knows that we we always look up triple double odds like right away and we're just like maybe no maybe it's like hopscotch when you're a kid do i go do i not go do i go do i not go there's Nothing to talk. This game sucks. Orlando, really good defensively. Brooklyn, terrible offensively, so that'll be enjoyable. Maybe Cam Thomas decides, you know, today will be the day that I start shooting the ball better again. We'll find out. I almost invested pretty heavily in him today, too. Didn't end up on the card at all. It's a wild time to be alive. They're up against Memphis. Almost bet Derrick Rose. I tried to find Derrick Rose props. That's a thing that happened once I realized that uh, Jordan Goodwin was going to be inactive. Again, I have insane things that I want to do here on this program night before. I'm going to be doing some Lindy's, Lindy's Locks updates. I've got some new programming coming out over on my ex at Eric Lindquist. You might want to be following me there. Going to have some TikTok content as well at Lindy's Locks. I'm a sick person. Let's stop talking about this game and I'll stop plugging everything because nobody cares. Orlando Moneyline, currently the best available, but it's not even available. I'm assuming there are going to be decent little favorites here in this spot. Paulo Bancaro, we got to be paying attention to his news. Per usual, he's questionable. Well, not per usual. He was just sick and missed the last game. It is what it is. Next, 
a team that's treated us really, really well. Basically the antithesis of Ben Simmons, but as a basketball team, the Golden State Warriors, they have now smashed four of five locks that I have had on them this season, which would make you think, we're going to lock them against the Wizards, right? No, we're not. We're not going to be doing that at all. But Washington, they are rightfully massive dogs here in this spot. Jordan Poole, maybe he has revenge in his heart. I don't know. The fact that I doubt he's even going to like start still. Landry Shamit questionable next strain. He's been starting lately. I, I, why Why is Landry Shamit starting? Denny Avdia questionable. Left heel contusion. I think he'll end up playing. Corey Kispert questionable. He missed last. He was sicky. I, why am I not betting Golden State again? Oh, yeah, because 10 and a half and it's math and that's the whole deal. And my spreadsheet says no. And it's not going to get overruled on an 11 game slate where there's actual things that I actually think project out really, really well. This is pretty close to efficient. I would actually have this closer to 11, 11 and a half, but don't get in a, don't go chasing waterfalls, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Like betting golden state against good teams is like three point dogs or three point favorites at home. And just Pasco click, you know, $110 depends what your unit size is. Phrasing. Let's talk odd shot. Friends, the OS Premium Tools, awesome stuff. Discord Insider Access, $14.95 weekly, $49.95 monthly. What does that mean? It means oddshopper.com. You go to the link down below, here in the video description box below, the positive EV tool. We're talking expected value, comparing all of the books in the marketplace and finding the best lines so that you can take advantage of them in the state that you're in. And then if you're in a non-legal state, you have the fantasy optimizer being an underdog, prize picks, lots of spots, tons of content here on the channel, tons of content around Stone. Fantastic, Odd Shopper. I'm doing some of that myself over on the Twitter streets, helping you guys out to find the best plays there in Fantasy Optimizer. DraftKings Pick 6, starting to take off. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying that here as well. Peer-to-peer -peer game format. Really, really fun stuff. But anywho, friends, $14.95, $49.95 monthly for all of that, including the Discord, including... <gasps> 20% off using promo code Lindy, L-I-N-D-Y. That is me. Hi, you put that into the bottom bar when you sign up and you will get yourself 20% off all of that for your first week or your first month. So come check it out for a week for 12 bucks. 12 bucks. We're talking less than $2 a day to get all of my plays in the premium discord, to get all of my picks, to get everything from Everybody else's picks. We're talking Isaiah Suarez. We're talking Greg Ehrenberg. We're talking Lofty. We're talking everybody you know and love here on the Odd Chopper channel, bringing you the goods for me Sunday through Friday. Anywho, check it out. 20% off promo code Lindy. On we go. The Utah Jazz plus three heading to Hotlanta. And they're not so hot right now with Trey Young on the shelf sounding like for a month. You're going to see a lot of usage. And I do feel horrible for the people in the premium discord, that sharp human being who is just like, we got to bet the DeJounte Murray triple double falls one rebound shy. And Jalen Johnson kind of sniped that last one in the last minute. Oh my God. I was just irate. That's the worst I've ever felt for something that I personally didn't bet in a very, very long time. So again, a super sharp play. I wish it had gotten rewarded. Oh, so brutal. But anyway, with all of that being said, let's go to the opposite side of this one where I think Atlanta going up against Utah here in this spot, a couple of interesting variables. One, Clint Capella. You have Noah Kongwu out there who would be a perfect like plug and play here against the Utah front court, against a John Collins like. But John Collins going back into Atlanta, the team that gave up on him, probably rightfully so, if we're going to be completely honest here. And Utah 
heading to Atlanta, taking on the Trey Young list basketball team that is here. I am very, very against where this number opened at. I can't imagine that we are going to have plus money attached. Well, you have plus money attached to the money line. I'm not on the money line. I am on Utah plus three in spades, and here are a couple of the reasons why. Atlanta, I understand Trey Young off the floor is going to definitely improve their defensive rating over any longer sample size, but you go to dunksandthrees.com, and you know I, I like to plug and play a lot of the, the, the charting that they have defensively. He's actually been better than in years past over the course of the last two seasons on the defensive end. Now, he's not good, but 46th percentile, 35th percentile, maybe it's the other pieces around him. Maybe it's not. All I know is that Trey Young, he's 6'2", 180, soaking wet. And having the ability for Trey Young to be off the floor, probably going to improve your defense. But at what cost? At what cost? We're talking about a 96th percentile basketball player in terms of estimated plus minus on the offensive end. A 7.2 estimated win share. Overall, Trey Young has been a winning basketball player. Although mentally, I have biases saying, oh, Trey Young can't be the leader of a top contending team. Now, DeJounte Murray, he had sacrificed a lot of the usage he experienced in San Antonio, 2022, 27% usage, but that's now down to 24.6. It's got a buoy rate back. And DeJounte Murray, he did go out and just obliterate. Last time out, did it result in anything good against Orlando? Oh, it sure did. It looked beautiful. 25, 11 to nine. He fell that rebound uh, uh, short, if you will. But as I work through him as the number one here, He's defensively been a net negative the last two, 47th and 45th percentile. So you're putting a worse offensive player, a, a player that's not very good at finishing at the rim here this season, 13th percentile at 54.6%. And he's going to be your number one as opposed to Trey Young. I don't think that's going to be good. Now, you know how much I love Jalen Johnson, and it feels bad that I'm going to be picking against my dude here. But it's Clint Capella that's kind of the X factor of this entire thing. Because, I mean, Walker Kessler, I think he's not going to be able... He's already kind of like not on the outs of the rotation, but coming off the bench now, Clint Capella, he's still going to be limited in terms of what these minutes are. I think this is a John Collins type eruption spot, which is just so dumb to say out loud because I don't think John Collins is a good basketball player. But you're adding Taylor Hendricks, not going to be a high usage piece onto that starting unit. You take Walker Kessler off the floor, should help his rebound rate. Might be looking at his entire portfolio, although there's nothing right now that's projecting out crazy well for me. Only a couple of props have dropped thus far. But for the time being, I know we've been talking in circles and circles, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. There's a lot of leg work. And then it comes down to this. The market at plus three, I understand that it's not going to get crazy. Change. We might not see this drop inside of plus two, but I can guarantee you one thing. If this goes up, I'm going to hit it again and hit it again. And there's a joke to be made there. And we're not going to make it plus three and a half, plus four. Oh, baby. Give me all of that if you got in a bag of potato chips. But even at plus three, it's a three points off, three and a half points off. This is just a smash for a Utah team. They have been markedly worse on the road, but guess what? I think it's more of a fluke than anything. They worked through some of their rotational bumps. They have it kind of figured out how they're going to utilize Dunn off the bench, how they're going to utilize Clarkson in this mix, and I like what they're doing going forward here. Give me Utah plus three, favorite play of the entire day. We're going to make up some ground because, again, I just talked forever there. I do have a play from here, though. Philly taking on Boston. Massive dogs are the Philadelphia 76ers, as they should be, because, you know, that Joel Embiid guy kind of matters. And you have a perfectly healthy Boston team. But there is one play that I'm curious if it's going to get changed here quite a bit by the public. I, I, don't, I don't even care. I'm going to take it. Under 10.5 rebounds plus assists for Paul Reed. 
I'm not convinced that we just see him play 28, 30 minutes a game here going forward. He's been playing better, I would say, in recent games. And obviously, the rebounds are going to be the, the, the main thing that you're sweating here. That's where Boston's just going to be able to do work here. Kristaps Porzingis, know that he's not out there purely rebound, but you have lots of long, lanky wings. Good rebounding wings looking you, Jason Tatum. Obviously, you got the likes of Drew Holiday going out. I don't want to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. But he does. He likes to do it. Paul Reed, friends. We like the under. I said that we had a couple of these. This is the first one. Ten and a half rebounds plus assists on the card. Take it. We move on. Kind of a gross spot. We don't have a line here. And it's similar to before, but I want to just put a little caveat in this one. You got the Knicks on a back-to-back. -back. They're currently kind of in a dogfight. Cade Cunningham uh, had an unreal first half. It's gotten a little bit sideways here now in the third quarter, as you might expect, because Detroit, they know good at basketball. But as I look at this game specifically, I am pretty convinced, pretty convinced that we are going to get New Orleans as dogs. I, if we don't, I, I don't know. And these are two good teams against the spread. And I know that we've got a couple of pieces missing here from the, from, I mean, Jose Alvarado continuing his suspen suspension. Tyson Daniels has been on the shelf for a while now, but Zion Williamson questionable. CJ McCollum questionable. I think you want to beat these. I do think McCollum plays left ankle spray. It wasn't too bad. Sounds like the report was decent there. And then Zion Williamson, we've seen the Q tag next to him forever, but if it wasn't there, it's worth a point, half point just to have it exist. So I don't know where this line opens. I've gone back and forth. I'm not even going to state what I believe the opening line should be because I don't want to look like an idiot. Although I've been pretty good at this. Sometimes you can cheat by looking at offshore books. Sometimes you can find other markets. You can look at projection systems that kind of do the same kind of thing I do where you have your model. We are focused more on the market-based approach. And as such, I'm going to wait for the market to show up and have their interest level and I'll compare it to mine. But want to let you know that this is a lean like as a result of that, again, this is a slate I have a ton of interest in. Had a couple of like lackluster sluts. Uh, almost said slot. No, I didn't almost say that. Did I almost say that? I don't think I did. Slots? Slot? You can probably guess the word that I thought I was going to say there, but that wouldn't make sense. Sludge was the word I was looking for in my brain. And it's a good thing this isn't live sometimes. Let's talk that 365. Bet365, the lovely sponsorship of our program. If you have not signed up for this again, yes, this, this is not something that I'm doing out of just the goodness of my heart. Again, if I want to keep making these videos, Bet365, other sports books, you want to be checking those out. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, I only bring up offers because I'm lucky that I have this opportunity, but I only bring offers that I know are beneficial to you, the player. And there is no doubt that being able to take $5 of your money, $5, we're talking, you know, like less than a Subway sandwich these days, less than, well, basically the same as an Egg McMuffin at this point, which I found out the other morning, that was tilting. But Bet365, friends, it is available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio. If you're in one of those states, sign up for Bet365 because it is five into 150. Again, just absurd stuff for Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. You go to the link below, put $5 on anything, and when you do, you get 150 in bonus bets. That's a lot of ammunition in the kitchen, if you will. It's only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. Here's the other prop under that makes me a little uncomfortable. And we have more props on the card today than normal kind of like these small slates into the big slates i suppose maybe that's part of what this is is that 
I'm getting to some of these lines earlier. I hope they're pretty similar by the time you hear this again. I'm always there at Eric Lindquist. You can fire your questions there. Happy to talk about it. But Minnesota, my Minnesota Timberwolves, number one in defensive rating. Third slowest team in the association here over the course of the last month as well. Wanted to throw that in there because I find that to be interesting when you're updating, you know. It's kind of like I'm starting to incorporate like more, not trends isn't the right word, but last 10 last 25 because sometimes you get a change in a rotation or a change that you know in philosophy defensive philosophy offensive philosophy you want to try to be early to the party on some of those things and i want to accumulate some sample size in order to do it but i'm looking at an under here for victor <laughs> my favorite player to watch in the entire nba against my team and I'm going to take the under of his points. I think it is a prudent play. 22 and a half points. I understand that he's a genera generational talent. I completely understand that one of his good friends is on the other side, that he's going to be going arm in arm into Paris to go play a little basketball for the Olympics. That one being Rudy Gobert. They played some one-on-one. -on -one. It went viral once upon a time. Google it. Good stuff. But friends... 22 and a half here with the blowout potential. And we know that Minnesota is going to game plan and make this just hell on Victor Wembanyama. So I'm excited to watch this game. And I'm just an insane person who is going to short it. Also, Devin Vassell. Usage been up, up, up here in recent games. One o'clock that as well. Victor Wembanyama under 22 and a half. I've got him at 20. It's on the card. It was a little terrifying to lock it. Just kept it a half unit. We haven't pulled the trigger on this one in a long time, but he is a tried and true. Uh, what is that? 3-0? 3-0? 3-0 betting this over the course of the season. Again, keep the historical numbers there. And sometimes I mean, it doesn't matter. Circumstances have changed drastically for one Jalen Duran, but we're going to talk about him. The Detroit Pistons, the Chicago Bulls, super slow pace. We got Detroit coming off the back-to-back, -back, the Madison Square Garden back-to-back. -back that uh, That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, Maybe, because Jalen Duren's actually going to be a part of this rotation going forward. He's a very serviceable center, I believe, in the association. The rest of the stuff around him is interesting. Cade Cunningham, if he could play defense, would be extremely valuable. Very much so. And Jaden Ivey, if he could play offense, sometimes that would be great, too. But anyway, there's going to be a lot of minutes here, I think, waiting for Jalen Duren, even on the back-to-back. -back. I put him on a conservative 32 number, but just looking at his lines the last couple, Jalen Duren double-doubles have been something I've... I've thought about dipping my toes into. Threw him out there as a pick'em slip because, again, there there were some minus 145s, minus 150s. I think it might come down a little bit here considering the back-to-back, -back, considering the matchup. And, yeah, Andre Drummond, more minutes he's on the floor. He is a very good rebounder. Vooch is good himself, there's no doubt. And they've shared the floor now here in recent games. I don't think it makes sense for them to do it here considering you do have Isaiah Stewart out for this one. He is a crazy person, so that's cool. Anyway, we, friends are looking at Jalen Duran here in the double-double category as a lean. Want to see the number, but if you get anything close to minus 110, minus 115, this is going on the card in a millisecond. Enjoy it, friends. Again, got him at 12 and a half and 12. That seems like a double-double waiting to happen to me in these kind of numbers. Uh, yeah, again, useful, useful. Damian Lillard coming to life here. Let's talk about a Milwaukee hosting Charlotte 15-point dogs. Oh, boy. I just 1200 on the money line, 750 on the comeback. A little bit of a disparity there. God, I want to own a sports book one day. That would be incredible, wouldn't it? Oh, I can't imagine that you would get 
they don't care about having equal money on the same sides. I just want to let that be known. And obviously, does Charlotte win one out of 12 games? I hope you believe that, because I would too. That's why they're not plus 1,200, just saying. Almost everything's a play at a price. That's something Ben Raz has been saying a lot to me, uh, just in, in private conversations, talking about things. I think he is one of the sharpest betting analysts and has been for years in the space. Somebody who is authentically just showing Every single day through his work ethic, through Ben's bet of the day, everything that he is capable of doing. And I respect his opinions a lot. But we were talking about a couple of college basketball prices and, and golf prices. We've, we've done a lot of golf shows together. I can't tell you enough how much I respect him. And just hearing that confirmation where everything is a play at a price, everything's a play at a certain number. Hopefully that rings true with you because it's not about being right on this show. It's about finding value in the marketplace. It is about finding you small edges every single day. So over a long sample size, whether that's NBA, whether that's PGA, whether that's high ally, if I decide to start making content, I would never make content. I would make terrible content. But if there's a market, be uh, I don't know. I gambled. I gambled on some strange sports. Chariot racing in Japan. That was definitely one that I got into once upon a time. What else have I it's obscure. Obviously, there's soccer teams that you've never heard of that are very fun to bet on. It's a good way to get through the day, have a nice little sweat, and know that you have a positive expected value on the bet. Again, why am I talking about it here? Damian Lillard, he is alive. He is alive. And it's beautiful because I do like this Milwaukee team when Dame is firing on all cylinders. The problem is he needs to be for them to be competitive because offensively, that's where he's got to get it done. And now he's been doing it well, not even necessarily efficiently because they beat Minnesota. He was eight for 23, but he was out there creating, out there rebounding, out there doing a lot here. But I think the usage goes up here against Charlotte ever so slightly. One, you heard the quotes during the All-Star break. We all did. Giannis Antetokounmpo, this is Dame's team. Okay, I don't really care about that because, like, does that do anything for me? Does that really help me? No. But the mid-range and the three-point range, they are allowing a lot of shots. What is that? 39.8% of shots? Overall, this season from Charlotte, being allowed here at the three-point line, that is 18th. No, it's 19th in the NBA. So almost back of the pack there for sure. And uh, Damian Lillard, Milwaukee, he is your guy. Him and Malik Beasley out there chucking. That is going to be how they compete come NBA Finals time. But again, they're playing Charlotte. This is the furthest thing from that. I think they wall of them. But the 15, again, I would want 17. And this is unbettable still in any regard. But it is bettable with Damian Lillard over two and a half threes made. There is a minus 155, minus 160. I think this is your parlay piece du jour. I think he goes out and they just continue to look better and better. I haven't pulled the trigger on any in-game betting on them yet. Haven't really capitalized on them. They're still 23 and 34 against the spread. Kind of want to see it a little bit more. But I think this is my first dip into the toes of the Milwaukee is coming alive side of the pool. To my favorite prop of the day we go, the Houston Rockets taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma City. If you've watched them in recent days, you know they are just special. Chet Holmgren, what he did last time out was just something else. I mean, 29-8-7 with three blocks and a steal and just doing everything against this exact same Houston matchup. But I want to throw one thing out there because there's one thing that Oklahoma City is not good at. And I don't think it gets talked about enough in basketball circles. They are purposely not trying to rebound well. Let me repeat this one more time for you. They are repeatedly in every single spot getting not out-rebounded, but truly they don't really care 
about rebounding the same way other teams do. Look at the offensive rebound percentages of teams against them. 19.7%, that is the Lakers. They're the worst rebounding team on the defensive side of the floor in basketball. Washington is second worst. Memphis is fourth worst. Smack dab in between three teams that I just described there is Oklahoma City at 20.9%. That is wild that they are second in an effective field goal percentage. They are fourth in adjusted defensive rating, third in adjusted offensive rating, and second overall in adjusted net rating over on dunks and threes. And yet, they purposely don't go out of their way to try to rebound. They are so efficient. They're so good defensively. Teams can get second looks against them. Also, on the offensive end, not really needing a lot of second chance opportunities if you're putting the ball in the basket with SGA, Chet Holmgren, and company, Jalen Williams coming alive repeatedly over and over again. So, what is this getting down to? Let's get down to brass tacks. I don't even know what that means, but my grandpa used to say it. Jabari Smith. This dude, he kind of fits the mold of everything that Oklahoma City doesn't really care about. They're mindless stats, and now... Houston is rolling him out there for massive minutes. And I don't know if you've seen this, but 41 and 41 the last two, it is insanity. Because there is no Tari Eason there, and they do like this configuration, where Thompson, Amon Thompson, is coming off the bench, playing a little bit more limited minutes here than he had before. Obviously, Fred Van Vliet being back, he doesn't have to play point and do all of those things. But Jabari Smith, I think this line is just asinine here at the moment. If you move the starting point for Jabari Smith here to like 36 minutes. And I don't want to go crazy and go above that, but he averages 13.5 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, and 1.5 assists per game. You add all of that together. That's 11, carry the one. That is 24 and a half that I just described. But it's Oklahoma City that plays up in pace and it plays against his skill set. And you just saw this same matchup. And I'm not a huge, oh, he just did this last game. But the dude has gone for 20 and 17 and four last time out. And then against Phoenix before that in a slow pace matchup, 41 minutes, by the way, 22, 16 and three. Lock. 24 and a half opening number. Lock. This is not me changing the baseline all that much. Again, on the season, is he playing 41 minutes a night? No. Is he going to more than likely play 41 here? No. But I just listed off all those averages. And that is based on 31 and a half minutes per game. So Jabari Smith, I think this is just a misprice. It's going to move. Bet it now. Bet it often. Over 24 and a half PRA. Give me the entire portfolio. <laughs> I'm not talking about this game. The Miami Heat with a million people out Portland. Stop it. Stop it. I'm done. But my, uh, who's going to play for my, I, yeah, we're done. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays from this 11 gamer we have before us. Going to be an awesome time. Oh, man. This is, this is more than I've had on a card the night before in quite some time. Hopefully, you can get something very, very similar in terms of numbers if you have any questions about that. Obviously, the premium Discord. I'm going to be in there a lot more tomorrow. That is for sure uh, because I have a lot in play here for this one. But uh, if you have any questions about moving numbers, anything that changes overnight, you can always hit me up at Eric Lindquist over on X. Want to let you know the goods 
all the time and I'm happy to let you know. If I am available, I will respond. That is for sure. Check me out over on TikTok at Lindy's Locks. Also, I have a new account over on uh, X where you can go follow me just for video content as I'm going to start branching into more DFS stuff here as well for Stogastic. Don't forget, also, got to throw this in here for the people. Throw it in. Playback. Playback is available to you. You want to be able to check that out. No doubt about it. Doing tons of streams every single day right after uh, after lock for the Stochastic YouTube channel. We're going to be talking betting. We're going to be talking a bunch of stuff over there. Come over, hang out and play back with us. Uh, going to be a good time. All the, the faces you know and love here on the Odd Shopper channel coming to you in one place as the games are going on. Talking a little bit more live betting. Going to be awesome. But thank you, Producer Jacob. I know this was a long one. This was a long one. I talked a lot. Till next time, friends. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Tuesday.